Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have two special guests on the podcast and uh, we're going to talk about the, the great success of the Mullins Curtain Syndicate um, in recent um, times. And our first guest um, on this week's podcast is Sean Mullins, a member of the syndicate which has been in the limelight um, in recent weeks. So we'll say hello to you, Sean. Good evening, Barry. Many thanks um, for, for joining us on the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the Mullins Curtain Syndicate um, shortly, Sean, but just give us a bit of background on yourself and maybe your early involvement in, in our great sport. Well, I suppose I'd probably have to credit my uncle Noel Mullins with my interest in dogs. Um, we all have had dogs around the place at home, and I have a memory from around 1970 of Noel winning the Ryan Cup in Cork with a dog called Spring Life, which was a big thing for us at the time. And uh, later on then, we were lucky enough to come across two dogs, um, Spring Wood and Spring Play. And we had great fun with them at Clanmail. Spring Wood winning the Monster Puppy Cup and uh, Spring Play winning the Project Six. And for all at the time, uh, you know, a small operation in South Galway, th- that was... Um, that was uh, an enormous uh, thing at the time. And then later on, Noel, I suppose, I, I was kind of out of dogs for a while because we bought a pub here in town and uh, you can't really be missing on a Friday or a Saturday night. Noel came across Group Rooster and shortly afterwards, Bard the Devil, that um, we trained for uh, Kieran Fallon, the, the great flat jockey who actually went to school here and got and sure, we had some fabulous nights in Dublin with those. Um, you look back now at it, and uh, you'd be just wondering, uh, was it all a dream, really, <laughs> until uh, recent times? Yeah, and, big, big uh, days, great memories. Big days, yeah. And uh, about uh, 10 years ago, um, PJ Fahey, the greatest tyrer, uh, greyhound man from Denimedi in Galway, he gave me a gift of uh, a greyhound bitch. She turned out to be a little sister of a derby winner, Tyra Rhino. Um, I, uh, I covered her. I got help from a great friend of mine down there outside town, Kevin McLean. I've done a McLean, and uh, we uh, we got a litter of Westmead Hawk uh, pups, and we were lucky enough that in that litter was a bitch called Cara Garris that got to a derby final. And um, the excitement around that time of her getting there um, the litter were reared in Ardrahan by a great lifelong friend of mine, Ollie Curtin. Um, he trained Cara Gareth. Um, we were up there boxing with the big boys a little bit above our weight. But to get to a final, um, and to run well, she was beaten seven or eight lengths in the final, but she ran well every night. And it was a thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, I'm sure it was, and um, you know it, it's so hard, as you know, to to get one to reach them heights. And just going back to that Derby final, that must have been a kind of a, a memorable couple of weeks. It was. Um, she didn't win any heat of the Derby, but she kept qualifying. And there was a couple of nights she came off it close to going out, but she hung on in there. And then you know. All of a sudden, we were in a derby final, and it was a little bit surreal. You know, you'd be inclined to just wake up and say, you know, is, 
that I dreamed this up now are, are we really in it? And on the night, you know, the crowds, the lead-up tours, the, the interviews, the local papers, local radio. Um, we were many celebrities for a little short while. And um, it was a great night up there. We didn't expect her to win. We hoped she'd run well. She did. And um, we had a great time. It would, it would hurt your appetite for going back to Shelburne regularly, but it's very hard to get that kind of ammunition. And I um, was looking around for the last couple of years to see could we find something different to breed. And I spotted a couple of bitches that Timmy Innes from Eden Derry was selling. And um, I rang him up and uh, he said he had two bitches. A good friend of mine, Shane Coonahan from Gort, actually knew Timmy Innes through the coursing. Shane went up to collect them and came home. We dropped them down to Ollie. Following day, Shane said to me, you know, there's a third one up there that I think we could get if you rang up. So I rang straight away. Uh, Timmy said, yeah, there was one. There was some kind of a mix-up with some other buyer. And uh, Shane went up again, another journey up to Offaly, brought the third one home, and that bitch that came home was Miss Joss. Wow, that's that's some story and, and, and some bit of luck as well, isn't it? Oh, you mean... You hear about these kind of things happening, but you know you don't expect that. You'd be lucky enough to to pick a couple of bitches out of a uh, an ad and buy them. And you know they weren't big, big money. They were they were reasonably priced for what they were at the time. And um, from day one, we kind of felt that these were a little bit different. Yeah, and um, I know you had a you had good preparation earlier on in the week. You were speaking to another great uh, greyhound man on, on Galway BFM, George McDonough. So you've been well prepared for for your debut on this podcast. But I know um, when you were buying them, um, pups, it was kind of breeding that you were thinking that was going to be your kind of main priority. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the breeding goes back to the Martinstown line, and anybody involved with dogs knows that any uh, any dam lines trace them back to. Uh, to that line is exceptional and then uh, as I looked at it in detail I saw um, Kildallan Mead uh, Belly Dial Honey and my eyes just popped out of my head and I said look we have to get these our hope was that one of them would be a good enough to be A2 that we'd cover and I never expected that we'd have two that we could go to, to Warwick in Sherwood Park on a Saturday night at a, at a different level than what we had been used to for the last number of years. Yeah, isn't it amazing though when you do go looking um, on Greyhound data for good lines? I've been in that position myself um, in the past. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out like it has worked out for you. But what you can come across, there is some fantastic value there for money as well with unbelievable um, bloodlines. Absolutely. Uh, Greyhound data has to be one of the greatest tools ever invented for anybody considering breeding, uh, breeding a litter of pups. Uh, you can check everything in the history and you can see what worked and what maybe didn't work. And there are great, great dam lines out there, hundreds of them all over the country in Ireland. And I suppose it, it, it's just a bit of luck that you you get one, cross it with the right dog, and that the genes kick in, the 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 the, the, the genes, if they're there somewhere along the line, and then you get something that's a little bit out of the ordinary that can run that bit quicker than the rest of them. 
Yeah, exactly. Look, and we have to talk. We're going to start with Dan a point because I was lucky enough to be in Shelburne Park on that great night with all these superstars in action. And um, I felt blessed to be there really working trackside, um, various interviews with uh, winning connections and, and connections pre-race but it was one of those um, real real special nights for me despite um, not having a crowd there but um, you know the race that I have been talking about since that was it was your famous victory with Dan a point and um, you know it was um, an unbelievable performance and I'm sure it's something you'll be talking about for, for many years to come well I tell you something now. Um, if uh, if I'm going to get uh, a heart attack, uh, it'll probably happen like this. It'll probably happen in Shelburne Park because my heart was going at 100 miles an hour. We always knew that she needed a trip, and we gave her a couple of runs in, over 7:50 in um, Shelburne Park. But you do meet a lot of very good 550, 600 yard dogs uh, over the 7:50 trip, and. Uh, we always felt that a little bit further would suit, longer runs to Ben would suit. And we were delighted when Shelburne uh, added the A50 race. Uh, she got in, delighted to be invited. And uh, she was a big price because she hadn't really that kind of form in the book. We were fairly confident, though, that she was going to run well. Now, you'd never be confident you'd win on the, on the Night of Stars, but we knew this, you know, that there was a big run in her. And... Um, Luckily enough, on the night, everything went right. Um, I'd say we could have been heard across the road in the Aviva Road, and she came round the last winter <laughs> when it was obvious that she was going to win. And, uh, of course, then the Shelburne Marathon was the following Friday, and it was the natural thing to do to run her winners. She's a, an extraordinary bitch to recover after racing, and uh, we didn't really worry about the, the six days. Um the extra distance of the marathon suited her down to the ground. Yeah, and tell me, what, what's it like to have a greyhound that wins by 29 lengths? I tell you something now, it doesn't happen too often. Um, certainly not in Shelburne Park and certainly not in open class. Um, I, I wasn't really expecting that kind of, perf- of a performance, to tell you the truth now. Um, you'd always be a little bit worried when they'd go up you know, nearly 200 yards in distance that they do what you'd expect them to do. But, you know, I was hoping she'd run well, that she'd qualify, that we'd get to the final. I kind of felt all right that, looking at the race, she might win. But when she started to pull away, um, you'd be looking at it and wondering, were you seen it right? Was there a dog in there somewhere that you were missing? And... um, she looked, the clock was very, very good and her clock was good again on the night of the final because the track was slow that night though, and it was cold. The track was a little bit sticky and um, again, the final was a different kind of a race. You know, she was led for a good bit longer in the final but um, again, she's, um, she's, a, she's learning how to race now. Something that it took her a while to do when she was running over the shorter distances but we had to run her over them for her to learn and we were just hoping she wouldn't get hurt Exactly and that um, experience has certainly um, stood to her and uh, you know she's she's a remarkable lady we'll be looking forward to seeing her back in action in in maybe in in a couple of weeks time or a couple of months time um, Sean Yeah well she has ever come a season and uh, we don't ever try and stop them Um, 
we're hoping now, she's just gone past two years, um, we're hoping now maybe if the weather got a little bit warmer that she'd come in season and it would be an ideal time for that to happen. Yes, definitely. And um, we're going to talk to Ali, Cur- Ali Curtin now shortly, but um, he's obviously a very, very shrewd operator. He is. Um, Ali has a farm in uh, Laban, near Algrahan, just six miles north of us here in Gort. Um We're great friends, even though our two parishes would kill one another on the hurling field. <laughs> but that's all left behind at the gate when we walk home. His dogs, his dogs are reared and well and they're happy they're, the dogs are healthy and Ollie will never run one unless he's happy with the dog um, he's a cautious trainer um, he feeds well he has great help there from his two children Liam, Emer and Mark even though they're getting a bit older now and beginning to wander a bit but um, you you listen to Ollie when Ollie says something you listen and he's very rarely wrong Great stuff, and we have to um, touch on Miss Joss because um, she has another one that has a, a fairly impressive card. She's she's won six times. She's been keeping um, the the top company um, over over the last couple of months, and uh, I'm sure you would have got a great thrill um, out of winning the Christmas Oaks um, in Shelburne Park on Saturday night. It was an exciting finish, three and with a chance late on, um, but she pulled out all the stops uh, for I suppose another famous victory fee. Well, it was the thrill of a lifetime, and there's no other way to describe this. And um, I was happy for, I was happy for the bitch, and I was happy for Ali more than I was happy for any of the rest of us, because she had ran well in the Puppy Derby, she had ran well in the Oaks, had a, two little bits of bad luck that knocked her out of both competitions, and then on the night of the final, unfortunately, you can see the way the look goes against others and maybe towards us. And with um, with the Ballymac bitch being left in traps and um, the Tupi's bitch getting a little tumble at the sprint box, uh, you'd imagine then that the race would be a formality after that with the favourite and second favourite gone, but she was still three lengths down from a Paul Hennessy trained, very, very good bitch. And only one side of us then was the, the, uh, a daughter of an Oaks winner. So there was a fair bit of work to be done and you don't come from behind those kind of ditches too easy. And um, she showed good track sense. She's learning the whole time, but she does get the 5-2-5 really, really well. And the race was in the balance right up until, you know, 20 yards from the line when she when she started to just kind of to, 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 to get up. And uh, it was, you know, it was a feeling of a lifetime. Um, we're, we're still... We're still going around here, kind of um, looking at ourselves and um, sort of uh, uh, feeling very important ourselves yeah. as to what we have done. And a, a real pity, obviously, that um, crowds can't be there. Um, as you said earlier, a public, and I'm sure you'd you'd be putting on quite a party. But at the same time, I'm I'm sure you're pretty appreciative of, of racing continuing. I think it's it's an extraordinary feast that we are able to, to race considering all the other aspects of social life that are that are affected. I will say one thing about the I've been uh, the only two tracks I've been to recently now are my own local track in Galway and Shelburne Park. Both of them are extremely well run. Everybody adheres to the rules. And everybody wants to adhere to the rules. We know how important it is for our sport to be run right and to be looked to be run right. And 
There was no risk. Social distancing, sanitizing, masks, very strictly run, one man, one dog, that's it. And it's the way it should be. And and um, the management of, of both tracks, and I'm sure every other track in the country, has to take great credit that we have been able to, to persevere in, in these very bad times. Yeah, and look, I'm I'm sure um, you know. As I said, publicans, I think everyone is is feeling for them at the moment because they've had to put up with a lot um, in recent times. Obviously, very very difficult times uh, for publicans all over the country. But it sounds like the the greyhounds, the likes of Miss Joss and Diana Point, are, are giving you a massive lift. Well, you know, anytime you're in bad form. Uh, up to now, I could always go back and put up uh, uh, a video of Barbadale or Group Rooster or something like that. I don't have to go that far back now. Um, you can sit down here and the IGB website is extraordinary with the number of, of aspects to it. Of, you know, your interviews and, and, and Ian Fortune and all the rest of the guys, George McDonough and um, it's it's great to be able to watch the racing from all over the country and it's it, 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 it certainly gives you a lift and gives you a focus then as well in that you have something to AMS at the end of each week that you get your A, Bs and Cs done because you know you have something to look forward to at the weekend and it certainly helps to keep the head right. Yeah, definitely. And look, in in terms of greyhound racing, we're always um, you know looking for the underdog. Um, I think everyone loves to see an underdog winning, and you've probably achieved that with the likes of Dan. A point, probably not as much, but Miss Joss, we were well aware of what she can do. But um, you're you're definitely not underdogs going forward. So a lot of pressure on you now going forward, I'm um, Sean. Oh, that's it now. Um, we're 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 no longer um, we're no longer hiding behind the bushes and. Uh, Dana Pint in particular now will be one of those that people will be will be trying to beat. Uh, Miss Joss has so many contemporaries over that five to five distance that uh, it's extraordinary. I have never witnessed so many good bitches in the country. Every night we went up to the Oaks or to the Christmas Oaks. You would bring any of those bitches home in the van with you if you were allowed. Um, they're, they're, I checked them all. Their pedigrees. Their their ability, it's outstanding. It, it, it was the toughest couple of competitions that uh, I was ever involved with was the, um, the Oaks and the Christmas Oaks. Um, some of those bitches are, are, are blindingly fast. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it's, it's it's unreal the amount of talent that we have in bitches, and I think everyone has been very vocal about that. It's frightening, really, um, but um, certainly great to see. And we're, we're going to finish up now. Just in terms of syndicates, it's obviously um, the Mullins Curtain Syndicate. Syndicates always a, a great way of getting involved with um, greyhound racing, and uh, great great friendships built up down through the years uh, with syndicates. Absolutely, and uh, with Miss Joss now, we have two great friends of ours, Shane Coonahan, who actually was the one that told me about the extra pup on the top and collected her, and uh, Jenny Griffin, who's a lifelong friend of ours here as well. Jenny is massively involved in the coursing with uh, Morris McCarthy, who trains uh, outside of Gart here. But the one thing about syndicates that uh, is, is, is it doesn't diminish the enjoyment on the night owning a share in a dog, whether it's uh, a 10% share or a 5% share are owning all the dogs. I can absolutely guarantee that owning a quarter of Miss Joss um, that Saturday night was like, you know, it's like winning, as Ali said, another All-Ireland. <laughs> 
Fantastic, yeah, that was one of the, the quotes of the year for me when I, when I met him um, after Dana Point won. I said, "How do you feel, Ali?" He said, "It's like it's like winning in Ireland." Ireland. So look, um, we're going to we're going to get in contact with Ali now, and uh, I'm slightly behind time, Sean, but I will be telling him that um, that Sean Mullins is a mighty man to talk. Thanks very much, uh, Barry, and I look forward to seeing you in Shelburne in the spring, please God, and uh, maybe. The bar will be open. I probably have to buy you a drink. <laughs> Good stuff. Look forward to that. And uh, look, it was great to speak to you. A pleasure to speak to you, really. And uh, you know, we're wishing you continued success um, going forward. Thank you very much. Now, as I said, we were going to have two guests on this week's podcast, and uh, Sean Mullins done great talk in there. It's always um, great to interview a man that's uh, not shy and the, the man that um, does all the work. He says um, Sean does all the talking for him. But we're going to say um, hello and welcome to the podcast to Ali Curtin, uh, the trainer of Dana Point and Mrs. Joss. So it's um, hello to you, Ali. Hello. Many many thanks uh, for for joining us um, on the podcast. Um, since I was at Shelburne Park on that um, cold but great night when Dana Point was victorious in the Winter Racing Festival, um, I've been talking about it since. And uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be there. I spoke with you after, and you said it was like winning um, the All Ireland final. I've been telling everyone about that. It's um, certainly they're, 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 it's a great story. It is. Oh. Um it has been a great bit of luck to get these two bitches uh, at the one time. You know, you could go for years and get a, a good bitch, and then but to get two at the one time is unbelievable. Um, Dana Pint, um, we thought for a while that she would stay a distance, and to get to get to run on on the winter festival night was was mighty, and to win was unbelievable. But um, things just have gone great since yeah. and just tell us about your own we'll say involvement in, in greyhounds can you remember maybe your first memory of a greyhound the first memory was um, back in the early 80s I, I have a brother in Kilkenny and he was friendly with um, a guy um, that, that they had the Macintosh pre prefix at the time they were um, Mullins and um they were. They had. I remember they winning a big stake, a Guinness Six Hundred, I think it was at that stage. And he, this guy was. He was on to him to see would I rear a few pups for him, and we'd go half and half. And that's <laughs> that's just what happened. And ever since, I suppose I have the bug. Yeah, and um, obviously Galway, your local track. Galway, Galway would be our local track. Would be Galway. Limerick is only. Forty minutes away now, either with the motorway and that, and uh, with that, them are the two tracks that we usually go to. But to have one for Shelburne is what we, I suppose, all dream about, and to be able to compete in Shelburne Park on a Saturday night is what anyone that has rare or breed a greyhound or have a greyhound, that's what you'd be hoping for. Without a doubt, and uh, I'd imagine, look, you you obviously have some great memories as well over the the last number of years, heading off to all them various tracks. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, in, we'll say, 13, we had Karagorov, which um, brought me to a couple of tracks I was never at. New, new, the New Bridge, the champion, when we see, there was a bitch stake that we went to after she reached the Derby final, and I'd never raced a dog in it before. And um, but she was a pure dream. Like we, only, we put her in the Derby because we had another guy that we thought was good enough to put in it, and then we said we put the two, and it ended up... 
Carragarn reached the final, and um, it was just unbelievable, uh, you know, at the time. And she was one that we bred ourselves and everything, and it was great. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, you know, it's dream stuff, really. And um, you know, look, obviously, um, Ali was telling us, or sorry, I should say, Sean was telling us that you're a farmer as well. So I'm sure you have a lot to do in a in a normal day. Well, I suppose it really it fits in well. Like you know, your look animals are, are is, is is our game. Like that's our living and whatever. And to have a few more animals on the farm, you know, is is is, is not is not the end of the world. And they're very lovable animals. And like they, you know, they they they're great fun and they. Keep you out of harm's way as well. There's plenty of work to be done, but you know, if you like it, it's 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 a grand pastime. Yeah, it sure is, and I would imagine like your your family and friends as well are getting a great kick out of all this recent success. Plenty to talk about, no doubt. Absolutely, people. You know, people that you wouldn't dream of that would be that would that you wouldn't dream it it be into the dogs of the greyhound racing and you'd meet them and they'd know as much as yourself and they'd be following them now with social media and all that they can see you on on um, say talking dogs and everything and they're into it and they'd know where you'd be running and what happened and everything and you know it, I suppose especially this last couple of months and this year it gave people a lift that they had something to take their mind off other other things that were happening yeah, definitely, and then success, um, you know, always gets the headlines, and you know, it's great for all the the local parishes and stuff like that when something like that is happening. Look, Sean has gone into great detail about the the success of Mrs. Josh and and, and Dan a point, but just in terms of yourself for for training these, I suppose superstars. Now, I think it's it's fair to say because we've got so many amazing trackers um in Ireland, but um you know the performances that they've put on over over the last couple of months, it must be kind of dream stuff really for Ali for for yourself and all connected it has it has with, with, without a doubt um, you know because like in the last six months um, there has been the fastest dogs I think that ever I've seen running have been running in, Sh- in Shelburne and when the Oaks came along um, like there was you know usually when you'd have the Oaks you'd kind of pick out maybe three bitches and you'd say one of those will win it you could have picked ten this year and you know the winner was a super super bitch and there was ten more maybe just as good but it just you know you just have to have such luck and um, everything go right to you then if you get to the final the things drop and you take your chance you know and they're very hard one yeah they sure are and um, hard to get to and hard one yeah, definitely, definitely so. And um, going forward, look, you've, you've a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. You know, now Dana Pint, maybe the second half of the year is, is, is when the distance race is really, you know, I don't think there's anything between now and next April that I can't see anything that she that would suit her. And even the 750 might be a bit sharp, but that's, that's what's there. She'll have to, we'll probably have to run her in it. And um, it's just probably be up in distance a little bit we'll see what'll happen um, 550 maybe I wouldn't maybe be too inclined to put her beyond that much but um, 
it's a great problem to have for the coming year. Yeah, it sure is. And I suppose, look, that's one thing that maybe we can look into um, going forward. I know Ian Fortune has been very focal um, in, in previous years around uh, both um, opportunities for distance runners because, look, as I was saying to Sean earlier when I was speaking to him prior to the inter- interview, I, I think these distance races are fascinating and, and so exciting to watch. We, we need more of them. For, for the general public and um, where people go on only another occasion um, especially when there's a night where there's a fundraiser I think there should be a, um, a distance race all the time because it just catches their eye more so than a sprint or anything else you know yeah. um, You know, a, a distance race um, catches the public's imagination more so than a short race yeah, I totally agree. And, um, you know, we've seen some, you know, titanic battles across the pond there in, in previous weeks with the likes of Roxholm Christoph and all these um, big Amaza uh, Royale or whatever her name is. Um, it's, that's, that's right. Yeah. She, she, she started her career here here at our lo- local track in Galway. I think it was a man from Tipperary that had her. Was it a puck Right, very good. And just, I suppose, before we finish up, just tell us a bit about your, your local um, track in, in Galway. Local, um, you know, it's a big catchment area. You have Tipperary and any other county that's joining, they wouldn't, you know, or you have North Connacht. And people come from a distance, you know, we, we meet a lot of people. It's a lovely, friendly track and it's a great occasion. And we do have, you know, during the summertime especially, and even the wintertime when the league is on, we have a lot of banter about football and hurling and everything, you know, when you can have sit down and have the cup of tea. And um, any dog that can do time in Gal- Galway track can go anywhere. You know, if you break 29 seconds, it's a tough, it's a tough circuit, but if you break 29 seconds, you have a fairly good dog, and you can... You, you you could go to any track then after that, you know. Yeah, that that's um, brilliant. Look, um, Ali, it was um, great to speak with yourself and, and Sean um, on the podcast. Uh, we always, um, you know, like to see these um, dogs and, and these owners and trainers who kind of, you know, come out from the wilderness and, uh, you know, do the business on, on the big stage. I think that's what our great sport is, is about. And um, from looking in from my perspective and my view, um, we, we've certainly enjoyed um, the, the performances of Dana Point and Miss Joy, Miss Joss and uh, we're so happy for all connected and uh, we're looking forward to seeing him back in action please God um, in the not too distant future thanks Barry thanks very much Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake for all the latest Greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs